Two, I two saw, things you could always expect. Jimmy Gestapo and beer. And the end result will always be a good time. Yes. Beer oh, and, oh, this was great. And we, had, we, we, we ran a tab on some poor soul and then ran out with the tab. Was it Jimmy Gestapo? <laughs> it was not. Oh, no, it was not under Jimmy Gestapo. It was under it was under a, a resident friend, Jose Rodriguez. <laughs> Already goes by a different name in Atlanta, but let's not dox him. Jimmy the nose. What would that be? Anyway. <laughs> Hey, we're live on YouTube. We are yes, live. We are. We are live. I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend. I just got home and she got me this. See if I can get it. Good. Or a good girlfriend. Good the, girlfriend. The Geezer huh? Butler book he just released. Oh, very cool. How awesome is that? I can't wait to read this. So let's hurry up with this show. <laughs> All, right, <laughs> All right, let's do it. I think it's going to be a long debate, though. So let's go. Let's take our time. <laughs> Those creepy puppets are yours. Anyway, go ahead. You're just jealous yeah, that you're, you're jealous because you're still not on there. Yeah, Thank make, Christ. Make, anyway, make one, make one for my show, dude. Instead of a lad, have like, I don't know, a homeless guy or something. He, he, he did record the intro vocal on our album, Wayne. We got to cut him a break. Yeah, make me a little cartoon intro. I'll see what I, I can like, do. like snot coming out of my nose and stuff. My, my and guy, sure, <laughs> and make sure Ian's got two bottles of Rolling Rock in each hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to talk to Rocky. Actually, uh, the guy who did all that artwork, his computer broke down, so he hasn't been able to do anything for a long time. So, oh, if anybody wants oh, to donate man. money to Rocky Baya on uh, Twitter, please do because he can use a new uh, computer. But uh, today we are joined by a whole bunch of people. We got our usuals: Lou, James, Greg, and uh, Cole Peterson. AKA, um, but now we have Ralph Vieira who's uh, on and off the show every once in a while. Welcome, Dr. Ralph. Fuck. Yeah, every time I get off the crack and the smack, I come on Rack Sour Review. So I'm all sober now. But next week I won't be here, man. I'm missing <laughs> my and my smack. <laughs> and then we also have a new guy, Craig Skin. Uh, God, I'm going to forget, um, pronounce your name wrong. Skernecki. That yeah, that's close. Yeah, Skurnecki. Close I'll, I'll give you that. Skurne- that's cool. I've Maybe only worked with you for the past, what, like two Skurnecki. years. You think I would know yeah. that, right? <laughs> wait, wait. I'm surprised you even know, like, what streets you're supposed to go on, let alone someone's last name. <laughs> that's true. Well, he is a mailman, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, we don't have to. I mean, I mean, his mail route must be like, get like, you know, packages every every other time. You know, oh, yeah. They, like, people are all doors, you know? Tell him the truth, Craig. Uh, you're all right. <laughs> you're all right, Wayne. You're all right. Glory those glory recommendations you'll ever get. Eh, you the worst, worst route, uh, worst route in the office. It's terrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, huh? I got no, no, not Ralph. Worst route in the office. Oh, I mean, oh. you know, I mean, at least you don't steal people's lunches. I guess you know. That's no. Good. no, I don't eat lunch. Don't this eat isn't lunch kindergarten cop. This is the post office. This is, but uh, <laughs> who is your daddy? There's a difference. <laughs> Today we are uh, discussing the albums uh, Ramon's Leave Home and Kiss Love Gun. And Greg, this was your idea. Why? 
because <laughs> the 4th of Ju- July just passed, and they're like the two most quintessentially American bands ever. And they but both why came these out two albums? Like this, this is like this mismatch that you, get, you gave us when we were doing the Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. How, how would you well, say Ramones and Kiss are mismatched? No, no, I mean like the albums. Like this is not like like this is one of like you know Kiss's more known albums, and this is one of the Ramones's lesser known albums. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that. What? I mean, I just, I, I mean, I had a hell of a time trying to find those damn al- albums of the Ramones. Really? Yes. On Amazon Music, it was a pain. It, in the ass. it was. It was the first thing that was that came up when I typed in yeah. "Leave Home." Maybe you spelled it wrong. Oh well, yeah, I, I I didn't do leave home. I just searched the Ramones, and there was like eight. Uh, there was like nine other albums before this one. There, there are a lot of Ramones albums on there. So I didn't listen to them all. Own them all. I didn't listen to this, and I didn't listen to Love Gun because you don't have to. They're in my DNA. Yeah, I, know yeah, I didn't listen well, I mean, to them either. I already know. Yeah, Craig too. I mean, Craig, you're you're from a punk band, so this is the Ramones is all you. Yes, so. and uh, I think both of them. Both came out in 1977. This is correct. Yeah. yeah. Is that right, Greg? 77 or 76? 77. And uh, I think it's more of uh, before we get into the debate, it's more just a celebration of uh, just New York at the time because so much fucking awesome records were coming out in that era. And uh, just, you know, makes me proud to be a New Yorker hearing both of them. Obviously, going to pick one, but we'll get to that one. But uh, (laughs) we'll see. Well, alert. (laughs) That's all right. Um, who wants to go first? And what album do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the Ramones first, or do you want to start with Kiss first? Actually, have Greg start. It's his yeah. idea. Yeah, this is his idea. What do you want to do, Greg? This is yours. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, we're, you're holding this head. We're, we're just all on the other side of the train. <laughs> I suppose we that's not where I was going to go with that one. But what? I suppose we can start with Kiss. Okay. All right, you go. You you start with Kiss. Love Gun. Go ahead. Well, I mean it. Oh, I really don't know if you can call it a, a comeback, but where rock and roll over was kind of a return to the first three albums, but with better production. Um, they kind of took what they learned from Ezra. Somebody mute Manny's mic. <laughs> it's always the, it's always the Mexican guy. <laughs> God damn it! I muted Sorry, you, Manny. Greg, you. <laughs> Greg, continue. So they had taken what they learned, you know, from Ezrin on Destroyer and a couple other things there, and kind of took both their halves and connected them together to make a really strong record. Um, and kind of really the last great or truly great kiss record before the wheels started falling off where all four members are pretty fairly represented i wish ace had one more on here but that's only because you can only take so much of gene simmons before the cringe gets to be too much (laughs) (laughs) but no it's a great record it's a heavy record uh almost all the songs are memorable there's a couple I don't really care for being the, the cover that they tacked on to the end, but that's really nothing new. They did that with Kiss and Time on the debut, too. But um, the one I don't like the most is actually Tomorrow and Tonight. And those, I remember reading in a book about this record, you know, originally they were going to do what became Alive 2, 
in between rock and roll over and love gun to uh kind of give the band a little bit of a break but that's the way it ended up uh it didn't end up turning out that way and since they wanted to do a live too with just all newer songs i totally feel like they purposely wrote tomorrow and tonight as an afterthought just to be the new rock and roll all night because everything else on here is just so strong and that just a super basic song in the middle of the record it pisses me off a little bit but i never like that too <laughs> but i mean it starts off great you get the bombast of i stole your love and just rips right out of there and then cool little old rock and roll 50 style beatles moments from gene on christine 16 and got love for sale you know kind of that whole heavy beatles thing and uh personally hooligan is one of my favorite peter chris tracks just awesome and of course shock me one of the best riffs ever and uh, ace's first lead vocal and what might be my favorite gene song of old time and almost human really yeah cool yeah well i mean it's heavy it's kiss but it's got kind of like this almost other world goth feel to it because of the way he sings it and then along with the lyrics I really fucking like that song it's a good one hmm. uh, Colin Madden's in the chat and he says he agrees he loves uh, Love Gun it's the last of the great Kiss albums so he agrees with oh, it's the last Kiss album it's the last to feature all four members on the oh, whole yes. that's true yeah true but I right. do still like Dynasty <laughs> and others <laughs> All right, Ralph, the, the, the Kiss Master, what do you guess? Well, I'll set it up a little bit, going back to Destroyer, how when Destroyer was released, it was a flop, and they were freaking out, so that's what inspired them to run and do Rock and Roll Over to get more of the old vibe, and while they're doing that, Beth becomes a huge smash, but Rock and Roll Over is already done, so what Greg said earlier is true. They incorporated more on Love Gun which still had the great, to me, the greatest Kiss producer, Eddie Kramer. And on Love Gun, you know, like Almost Human, they put in like kind of those sound effects of God of Thunder. And it was just a little more adventurous where it was, it was kind of like Rock and Roll Over meets Destroyer. Uh, it's a combination of both. Um, I love, I mean, love, and, and may I say, I have never sucked a dick in my life. <laughs> I love that last track, Then She Kissed Me. I love it. I I, 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 Ralph, I, have, I hate to say that, but are you sure about that? No, I'm positive. <laughs> and I'm sure if I go suck a dick, I'll love it even more. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, the funny thing is, I didn't mind it when I was younger. I actually used to like it a lot, just as I've gotten older, just something about the way he, it doesn't sound honest. And I mean, I can listen to it on the vinyl when I have to, but if I had the CD and I'd skip it. All right. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of tomorrow and tonight, though. I do love the live version on a live too, which was recorded during <laughs> a sound check. It's so live. Tomorrow and tonight was never played live back then. Yet it's on the live album as well as um, Hard Luck Woman, the song never played live back then. Yet it's on a live too. 
But I love the fake as tomorrow and tonight version on live too. I think it's great. I think it's the female vocals that ruin it for me on the studio album. And the one song I can never ever get into and very loved by Greg as well. I can never get into Hooligan. There's something about that song. And I love Peter. Peter's got the greatest voice in Kiss, in my opinion. I think his voice is the best voice out of all of them. But that's the one Peter song during the Kiss era. Uh, I just can't get into, man. But everything else, what a great opener. I Stole Your Love. Love Gun is a classic. Um, uh, Christine 16. They were a little cashing in a little on the popularity of Happy Days, too. Making it kind oh, of... Oh. Um, what else? Got Love for Sales. Awesome. I like the version with Eddie Van Halen. That's on the, the vault. Um, what else? Did, is on? did you like the original Then She Kissed Me? Do you like the Kiss version over the original? I mean... I gotta listen to it again, though I have heard it, but I don't remember quite out. But it's a girl singing it. because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Then He Kissed Me, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I don't yeah. understand... For the life of me, why Paul would change that title. <laughs> right. <laughs> it did work well in Goodfellas, I'll say that. Yeah. It, then yes, she kisses in Goodfellas? Yes, and, it's the scene the, when they're the walking original. under the Copacabana. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the restaurant walking, walking scene, right? The they're yeah. going through the back of the restaurant? Yep. Yeah. Eight okay. takes of that one scene. Damn. Jeez. But, uh, yeah. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, Classic Caster's okay. I don't love it. It's just kind of <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. Um, and what else did I miss? Uh, that's it, right? I named the ball. Yeah, that was oh, it. So that's what I feel about. I love Love Gun. I do love the album. A couple, you know, missteps, but I'm okay with that. And yes, <laughs> it is the last of the classic Kiss stuff. Me. Did you mention? You know, me? Love Gun sounded. There was a very similar sound to Love Gun going all the way from to the first album. Where after oh, this yeah. album. The music drastically changed from disco, pop, heavy metal, conceptual, but it never went back to this until like Sonic Boom, and that was horrible. Them trying to do this again, it just yeah, didn't work. You need the original four. You know, you don't need copycats and and scabs to make a, an album sound like the seventies. You can't do it. It's got to be Ace, and they dropped the ball. Imagine, man, if they would have made an album like like this with Ace and Peter during uh, Cycle Circus, I think it would have been a very well received album if they could have done something that sounded like that, which I think they were very capable of doing. Some, you know, simplistic. You know, Kiss means uh, keep it simple, stupid, right? Make some simple rock and roll like like the 70 stuff, which never, I don't, I, I don't think any album has touched. The 70s stuff. I, I love Creatures and all that, but none of it touches 70s Kiss. I mean, that was a perfect discography with a couple clunkers here and there. And I think they, they had it in them to do another album like this or Rock and Roll Over for Psycho Circus if they would have had everybody's input. But no. <laughs> and that's what I think of Love Gun. <laughs> uh, the other new guy here, Craig, your turn. So I was pretty late to the kiss game. Um, I always thought they were, you know, I was a super punk rock guy. I always thought it was very corny, very not for me. Obviously, this guy at a time I had a very big blue mohawk. I had a very I looked like an idiot. 
Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, and I was like, oh, this band's not for me. They're not, you know, you know, I was listening to a lot of like hardcore at the time. Yeah. So my roommate at the time, one of my favorite movies was always Detroit Rock City. Huh. And I didn't like the soundtrack. I just liked the movie. And he was the one like, dude, like you really should give Kiss another try. And I'm like, I don't know. This is probably about six, seven years ago. And I was like, yeah. ah, I don't know. Like, I love the movie. Like, fuck that band. I don't know if I can curse. Can I curse in here? Is it- of course okay. you can curse. All right, cool. I was the like, fuck of course. Yeah. 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 Was- We're not making any money. Curse. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Go yeah. Ahead. But um, <laughs> but he was the one who's like his first one. He goes, dude, listen to Love Gun. And he had an original copy of Love, Love Gun, my roommate at the time, with the gun in the vinyl. Ah. And I didn't realize the opening song of Detroit Rock City was uh, I Stole Your Love mm. um, with like Lynn Shay, you know, like falling over, which I think is one of the it best. Isn't I stole Your Love, it's Love Gun. Oh, or Love Gun. Or whatever. Like, it just rules. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I just thought this was like the disco band or like the rock and roll night band. And then it opened up my mind to the rest of Kiss. Like, yeah. then I heard the first record, which I love the first record. And, uh, but I will say Love Gun is my favorite Kiss record by far. Well, right. I didn't know you started very... that at, uh, not long ago. I didn't I didn't know. What's that? Yeah, yeah. It's very, very new to it. And like I said, I, uh, you know, I, I came around. But like I said I, I was kind of a pretentious, you know, Mr. You know, I'm too punk for anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> you know it's Kiss. They got the makeup. Oh, here's, yeah. oh, here's a test. Yeah. Were you a census fail fan? Not at all. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm wearing a GBH shirt, man. Come on. Census fail. They wore them too. That's what I'm saying. Census fail. Shame on you, Lou. Anyway. The fact that I know of them. Yes. Yeah, shame on me. Shame on you. Anyway. Oh, shame. What is, what is Greg whipping out here? I hope it's the record or something. It was the Love Gun record, but it can't oh. see it with the uh, yeah, Halloween. The, 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 ba- the background it, kept, kept trying to figure out how to turn off the background. Give me a Does second. it have the gun? Huh. Yeah, I think that's I what I was done. trying to show, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've never I actually con- seen the I record with a gun. To say to you guys here, yeah, because um, you know, obviously, you know, I am. The we guy accept who you. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, that I haven't listened to a lot of these old metal albums. You know, the, a lot of the Iron Maiden and the Judas Priest songs. This that was the first time I ever had heard them before. Um, I never listened to this album until we started doing this. So this really? was my first time ever going through it without any, um, you know, without any knowing any of the songs. All right. Well, I wasn't up to you yet. Uh, Craig, what do you think of the, <laughs> the, the album Love Gun? <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I love it. Um, and it's funny. You already said that. Oh, well, I, I love well, I know, it. But like song, you know, song wise, like is it what favorite songs, songs you don't like? Oh, I, like I, I love the whole record, uh, to be honest. Like, I love I Saw Your Love. I think it's a, it's a banger of an opening. I love the closer. Um, the cover is funny because I think it's that's the closest to Ramones they would ever get because that to mm. me reminds me of a Ramones song. Yeah, yeah, true. It has that duopy uh, vibe to it, um, and yeah, like I, I love. I think it's a it's their best record. I'll listen to it front to back. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it's no skips. Yeah. Did really? you ever did you ever hear Kiss do rock and roll radio? No, I never knew that was. Uh, I have. Really. Oh, that that's, the, I think that's cool. Actually, I like it was really, on the 2003 really Ramones cover. tribute. Yeah, it's a good cover from uh, Ramones tribute that Rob Zombie did. Okay, and Kiss is on there doing uh, rock and roll radio. It's really, really good. Yeah, both it's really cool. Paul, dude. Both sing it. 
Oh wow! Oh wow! Gotta check cool. that out. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool. Look up. It's good. Good cover. Yeah, either. Um, should there was something else I was gonna say? Uh, uh, go ahead, James. I'll interrupt you again. Oh, fine, thank you. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do best. Yeah. So yeah. So so like I said, this. Go ahead with your I yellow hat. Actually, sat down and listened to this album. So like I, I'm not saying I wasn't a big Kiss fan. I just I just never really said, oh hey, let's listen to Kiss. <laughs> so that was my first time ever sitting down. So still your love. Uh, for some reason, the Amazon mix it sounded like shit, but. Uh, the song was good but i just it was it was hard getting over the whole listening to it it sounded really compressed so i really wasn't enjoying this uh christine 16 i'm not going to comment due to legal reasons um (laughs) that's that's not going to happen we're going to go right through on that one uh uh, got love to sell um it's hornier than turbo lover so we got that (laughs) i mean you know it's got that going for it i was pretty fucking horny um Shock me. Never thought blues could need uh, could need a cold shower. Um, Ace is a sub makes sense uh, because that song is very very sub heavy. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> t- tomorrow and tonight. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, yes, I know it's kind of poppy and it's a radio hit and everything, but I didn't think it was a bad song. I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, Love Gun. Love Gun. Great solo. It's just really fucking horny god damn it this this is this is the horn dogs album i mean if they, if they could write about anything <laughs> who just cares with the drums and the riffs like that though <laughs> <laughs> it's kiss they sing about fucking and fucking and fucking and you know what the last song's about fucking fucking <laughs> well, well trust me trust me we're gonna get through that here okay all right we're, we're love, love guns about his dick what movie you know, anybody watch one. role models role i said yeah, role yeah. models cassanthia yeah. yeah. uh, hooligan <laughs> fucking where the fuck they just they just busted out southern southern rock right out just right out of the middle of nowhere it was that's a fucking amazing ass song um i thought that was great uh, almost human someone please be gene i know he's i know he's horny but at least you know it might help if he has a full belly uh it's a it's a funky ass tune though I mean, that's actually really good. I actually liked it. It had a lot of groove in there. Uh, Plaster Caster. Good thing Gene Simmons is great at branding because he can't write for shit. Um, and then she kissed me. All I could think of was Goodfellas. And fucking, it was like, you know, Jersey Shore Boardwalk fucking doo-wop shit, and which is great. Then Because then I immediately went into the Ramones, which is just, you know, hey, we have an idea for a punk band. What are you guys going to do? We're going to do punk and we're going to do doo-wop at the same time. <laughs> oh great and how are you guys gonna look oh we're gonna look like howard stern but like before howard stern <laughs> uh willie survive says love gun is uh peak kiss 77 was the pinnacle i agree anybody, with that does yeah. anybody here have the actual love gun album cover yeah uh, uh, greg does greg, greg the jack yeah, can't see his, uh... yeah, his background's kicking his ass well greg look at the back of the cover there, this is not proven. It's it, it is like um, uh, a rumor, a myth. Mm-hmm. The back of the album cover of Love Gun, the way the songs are written out because they're not in order, it's in the shape of a dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> you see it, Greg? I mean, yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, you know, with you color, did point that out on your review. Helmet warrior, you know. It kind of looks like it is a rumor, though. But I was like, yeah, I could kind of see it. 
I can see his cock and balls. Kind of, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a pretty thick fucking dick. What am I? I know it's not yours, James. Obviously, one of the the artists is Spanish, based on our people. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I love the bloody kiss logo on this. I mean, on mine because it's Japanese. It's on the gatefold, but oh, that's cool, dude. Go ahead, Manny. Okay, before we get started, uh, then she kissed me. Phil Spector production way back in the day from the Crystals. I hate the original version. I hate this version. I hate it so much that I wish that Phil Spector had shot Eddie Kramer before he went into the studio. (laughs) That's how much I hate it. No. That's how I really feel about it there, Manny. I'm going to say it. Even before Phil Spector became the well, he's now a dead guy, but, you know, a murderer. I thought his production was shit. I thought he was, uh, I always thought he was overrated. And I don't see why people like that oversaturated 3,000 instruments for a three-minute song. Fuck Phil Spector. All right. Now, let's go to the songs. <laughs> you feel better now? You feel better now, Manny? You feel better? I do, because he's overrated shithead. Fuck Oh, wait, him. he's coming on the show. Phil Spector's coming on the show right now. Oh, really? Oh, From the ghost? Grave of <laughs> the ghost of Phil Spector. The living dead man. And he still has a gun. You know that Phil Spector is such a dumbass. He pulled a gun on John Lennon. He pulled a gun on Didi Ramon. You know, this guy is just, uh, he's a complete whack job. And he should have been arrested for crimes against music. But no, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Rolling Stone. Oh, he's the greatest producer ever. Fuck you. All right, let's go back to Love Gun now. <laughs> Wall of sound, wall of shit. Anyway, I love Love Gun. I stole your love, kick ass tune. Christine 16, I don't know who plays the little piano part on there. I'm assuming it's Eddie Kramer. I'm not sure. I think it is but Eddie that Kramer. Song, is it Eddie Kramer? I but believe that so. is really it is Eddie Kramer. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, oh, that's one thing that should be mentioned. Um, Eddie Kramer worked with Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. Eddie Kramer, and I I prefer Bob Ezrin as a producer. But Bob Ezrin, if you're not cutting in the studio, he'll he'll get somebody else to do it. He did it to uh, Richard Wright in The Wall. He did it to the guys in Aerosmith. And on Billion Dollar Babies, he did it to the Alice Cooper guys. He just brings in session guys to do solos or whatever just to finish things up. Eddie Kramer doesn't do that. You're in the band. Your guys are going to do the work. And that's what's cool about him. Uh, Shock Me is really, really cool. And I am surprised that song is not like uh I, that song should be all over classic rock radio i don't get it i don't get it it's uh, a great probably great probably song. the heavy snm themes <laughs> yeah i guess so but it's kiss i mean you've got songs about you know i want to fuck you like an animal and they're going to complain about that and Listen, that's like 30 years if, old now you know if, if 80s radio still plays frankie goes to hollywood relax don't do it then you know that, yeah that, that that's a bad argument <laughs> It's a terrible argument, but I love that song. Uh, all right, tomorrow and tonight. I used to like that song when I was a kid, but then my balls dropped. Uh, love Gun. <laughs> you know, Love Gun is a great, great, great tune. I love that song. Plaster Caster, if there's, if there, you own a Kiss album and one song doesn't lyrically make you cringe, then Kiss aren't doing their job. But I still like that song. I think it's cool. <laughs> then she kissed me. 
steaming pile of shit. I hate it. They could have replaced it with any other song. And I forgot Hooligan, which is a great, great song. I love that song. Um, that actually, um, was that you, uh, Craig, that said it reminded you of the Ramones? Or was that She Kissed Me? Uh, she Kissed Me. Uh, that, was, that, yeah, that was the Kiss yeah. Me, yeah. Hool- yeah, I Hooligan's think it, very like Southern Rocky. Like that, that, that thing's got some, got some girth to it. To me, it reminded me of uh, more, that reminded me more of the Ramones. I don't think it sounds like anything like the Ramones, but, you know, it kind of harkens back to that 50s slash almost 60s, you know, surfer, you know, garage rock sound, you know, hooligan, don't want to go to school again. Yeah, lyrically, Bob Dylan wasn't losing any sleep, but it works, (laughs) you know. Almost Human is a great song, lyrically again. Again, nobody puts on a Kiss album to, you know, think about the the problems of the world or contemplate your navel. You put it on because it rocks. And uh, I like Almost Human. <laughs> I have to agree. I I don't think it's her last classic album, but I think it's the last classic album with the classic lineup. And on Destroyer, we forget, or maybe we don't forget, that Bob Ezrin brought in some guys to do a couple of solos. I think he brought in, I'm about to mention him, uh, Wayne, Alice guy, Dick Wagner for guitar oh solo on a uh, destroyer. Yeah. On, uh, I mean, this isn't a man. This isn't a many episode without bringing up Alice Cooper. Amen. Anyway, that's my take. Great album. Lou. Uh, first, before I begin, I just want to publicly thank Mr. Ralph Vieira for the awesome vocal on the Severed Angel album. Thank you, Ralph, for doing thank that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very proud of that album. That album yes. Yes, I saw the review. Awesome, man. Thanks. Um, so fast rewind to uh, November 1993. 13-year-old kid listening to 89.5 FM WSOU in my bedroom. Top Jimmy's on the air from 8 to midnight. And he played Shock Me from this album. My first time ever hearing it. I never heard Ace sing before. Never heard him rip a solo like that one until I heard that song because the only Kiss album I had owned until that point was Destroyer. So I wanted to get Love Gun, but I saw Hotter Than Hell, love the Japanese um, artwork on the album cover. At the time, I was like a huge Dragon Ball Z fanatic. So, you know, I, uh, I bought that one next. So my third album was Love Gun. And that album, that one and Cheap Tricks at Budokan uh, were the soundtrack for my summer of 1994, you know, because like I was just going back and like discovering classic rock because I really wasn't a fan of what the kind of rock that was on the radio. I was never really into Nirvana, I was not into Pearl Jam, didn't like Green Day. So, you know, I figured, all right, well, let me go back and discover old stuff that I might have missed. And, you know, those two albums, they were my 94 summer albums. Um, and, and I still love Love Gun to this day. I can look at it objectively and say, yeah, there's certain things about it that I could, uh, you know, pick apart. But, you know, it's Kiss, you know, it's 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 good time rock and roll music. Um, you know, I Saw Your Love is, is a ripper. You know, I just love that song. I have a hard time listening to Christine 16 today because I have a five year old daughter. So I uh... yeah, but here's here's the thing. You, you, you guys bring that up a lot and, and I get it to an extent, especially Lou, since you have kids. But they wrote these songs for teenage boys about teenage girls. Yep. 
But I'm you listening know, to it now at 43. Someone writing a <laughs> yeah, novel. I'm, uh, I'm 38. I hear it now, and it's kind of it kind of hurts. It's or, I guess uh, it's it's different when you're a teenager listening to it. Yeah, you're right. But you know, I'm still listening to it now because I still love the album. So yeah, it's but, just it's kind of weird. But don't it is? Think, but don't yeah, you go think ahead, Ralph. They should they they should re-record it now as Christine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be about Christine 60 and we should be yeah. singing about MILFs right now. That's yeah, a very absolutely. good point. I mean, I've never song so much Christine. No, check it out. A, a, a song called Christine 60, right? And Gene's talking about wanting to bang her and getting her after school. I mean, the girl's so stupid. She's still at school at 60 years old. Well, and Gene hey, is going to get her at school and have, have sex. With Christine 60. That's well, hot, hey, man. Peter dropped out of school when he was 22. What the hell were you still doing in high school at 21? <laughs> you, have you looked at Peter Chris's lyrics and you asked that? Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 Lou, Lou, but, Lou, you were, you were uh, talking smack about 94 rock music. Uh, Jar of Flies was oh, came out in 94. I actually liked all those bands he mentioned, but... Well, I did no, love Jar of Flies. I love Alice in Chains. Sorry, Manny, but I yeah. wasn't really a fan of like everything else. I mean, I didn't want to hear daughter on the radio, you know, like from, from Pearl Jam. It's like, don't call me daughter. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah how, old was Kiss, how old was Kiss when they wrote this album? 27. They were in their, still in their 20s. Was about 32. Oh, so, yeah. 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 But, but guys, keep in mind, and then Lou, I'll continue, but. The culture back then is different than now. There was no Me totally Too different. movement. And those kind of songs were pretty prevalent. UFO, Too Young to Know, Blues Guys, Good Morning Little Schoolgirl, uh, John Lee Hooker, um, the movies even, Fast Times at Richmond High, the first scene in the movie is, the, I can't remember the actress's name, gets in a car with a high school kid. Nobody thought twice about that stuff, ever. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, well. Looking now, you know, with the Monday morning quarterbacks, you know, people are calling Ted Nugent a pedophile. But what Ted Nugent was doing in the 70s was no different than what Steven Tyler did, no different than what Jimmy Page did. And it was well documented that these are rock stars with underage girls. It was well documented back then. And kind of like nobody even cared. Not only that, both Steven Tyler and Ted Nugent publicly said this before it became an issue. It's not like it's suddenly uh, some investigative reporter saw the light of day and discovered these people. They actually said so publicly way, way back. Anyway, sorry, Lou. Well, not to mention in Ace's autobiography, because I did read it, he did dox Paul and say that he was guilty of the same thing. Now, you know, again, this is Ace, but Ace, like Ralph, my favorite member of Kiss. So, you know, you take what you want from that. Um, so, you know, shock me. Love it. Uh, tomorrow and tonight. Yeah, it's cheesy. It's hokey. It's a wannabe rock and roll all night part, too. But, you know, I I enjoyed it. Um, love Gun. <laughs> so, yeah, wait, I didn't know at 13 he was singing about his dick. So, um, <laughs> I didn't either. But can you imagine what it would have been like if uh, Paul Stanley had gone to a bar mitzvah and his uh, his uncle Yosef comes up to him? He's like, Paul, I don't get it. Now, the first time you had a song about the Tokus, this time you have a song about the Schmeckel. I don't get it. Whatever, you know, just you know, you you got you kids have fun. You do what you want. <laughs> oh, <I'm> <laughs> the Schmeckel. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, 
but uh Lou, hey. Lou, that was a little too on the nose there you know that was a good impersonation well i'm from queens so you know <laughs> we uh it was a very multicultural melting pot so you know hello to all my jewish friends back home in the story yeah, love you all anyway um let's see and, and hooligan yeah i i i like the album i even like the uh the, the cover song that uh you know um manny butcher because of the association with phil specter um but yeah no i mean to this day it's still one of my favorite kiss albums and i still go to it hmm. very interesting all right uh when i went back to listen to this album for the show i thought i remembered this album being a lot better than uh, it ended up being when i listened to it oh my god that just sounded fucked up the way i said that anyway uh take two. Take two. yeah exactly uh, this let's start it over there's some real clunkers on this album all right. I thought I liked this album a lot more, uh, but there's also some really staple kiss songs on here. The good. I stole your love. First time I heard the song was when I heard. Uh, who covered this? Halloween. Anyway, thank you. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway, go that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and actually, I think I like the Halloween version a little bit better, but the kiss version is oh, great. No, you musical pygmy. Like <laughs> but I've been a fan ever since. Fucking uh, Christine 16, just a cool, catchy pop rock song. Really cool guitar solo. Love Gun, one of my top favorite kiss songs. Some really cool bass lines from Gene. One of Paul's best vocal deliveries. Almost Human, a song I really never liked previously, but it's grown on me. They brought back the sound they had, like with the Wicked Lester era with those bongos and things. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Plaster Caster, great song, just a bit weird when you find out uh, when you're older what the lyrics mean if you used to sing them when you were younger. Um, the Bad, the rest of the album. The worst is Tomorrow and Tonight. Kiss isn't known for their poetry, but it seems like they were just trying to write another rock and roll all night song, which totally sucks. Hooligan again, just stupid lyrics. Dropped out of school when he was 22. Uh, I already made that joke, Wayne. Move on. Well, hey, I should have <laughs> went first. Uh, got love for sale. The music is good, but it just needed different lyrics to make it flow better. Shock me isn't that bad, but it's a weak ace song. Um, then she what? kissed me. What? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you musical Christ, pygmy. Jeez. Anyway, go. It's, really? it's no. It's no dark light. Uh, then she kissed me. Uh, I don't hate the song. I just want to hear. I just don't want to hear Kiss sing it. Um, the album itself uh, is half good, half bad. It just got some really, it's got some really iconic artwork. I just wish more of the songs matched the attitude of the album cover. Uh, and then one thing I thought of, I think this album could have uh, been a lot better if it was, if it had a different track listing, like if it was rearranged differently. You thought the sequencing was off? The sequence, the uh, yeah, I did not like it at all. Uh, really? I, and I came up with this uh, sequence: Love Gun first. Started with Love Gun. Uh, okay. Christine 16, you can leave that. And then Almost Human, Shock Me, Got Love for Sale, Tomorrow and Tonight, Hooligan, Plaster Caster, and end it on I Stole Your Love. And get rid of the uh, She Kissed Me. That is terrible. I don't disagree, but it's good. Uh, yeah, you're obviously. Uh, you know what, though? I think maybe together. we could all be Listen in agreement on one thing. This album would have been better if Rocket Ride was on it. Yes. Actually, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Lou, because, well, Four years after you for you was summer of 94 for me was summer of 98 after the reunion and went to those shows and all that but um there, there had been a lot of shit uh, that i hadn't heard because the only ones available to me were from the self-titled up to alive well i think i might have had destroyer too but i didn't really like that at the time but um 
I discovered Love Gun because I had the Freely's Comet Live Plus Four video and shocked me they play live. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't talk about shock me. I, I, I didn't that, think you that's, did. that's like my favorite Ace Freely guitar solo in there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's the first time Ace sang. And what a song, man. What a riff. I love the opening drum beat. And it's just a ripping, ripping tune. Yeah, Shock Me, probably my favorite track off this album. And I forgot to mention that one. That's okay. Uh, I forgot to mention the title track. And that's what I, I forgot to mention Got Love for Sale. Here's my uh, take on it <laughs> shit lyrics. All right, go ahead. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, geez. Nobody thinks so, like that the original track listing, though, is kind of like wonky. It just seems a little. It, it doesn't I flow as well. Didn't even I think about that. I, I never think, thought I didn't about even think that. about that because all the songs are completely different when they play. They are, but yeah. I, I think yeah, it, I has think a, a flow, it, it needs I a flow. I would probably only switch "Almost Human" to the second to last track and put "Plaster Caster" before it. Uh, yeah, I'd put "Plaster Caster" maybe ahead of a few songs. It just I, seems like they yeah. just wrote a bunch of songs, Actually, didn't care what order they went in, just threw it out there. I think I Still Your Love is the perfect opening track. One Do of they the, even? I agree. That's the best. Yeah. Kiss opening, in my One opinion. of the greatest yeah. opening tracks on any Kiss album. And Kiss always has killer opening tracks. I agree Back with Ralph. And, yeah, and I agree as, with Ralph. As a guitar player, I got to admit, I I, I thought that the, the dichotomy of Paul and, and Ace's guitar solos on that, because Ace did the first half. Sorry, Paul did the first <laughs> half, Ace did the second half. Um, I was really like impressed grimace. with it. Oh, he did. What? Greg looked like Grimace for a second. He was purple. Oh, be nice. <laughs> you know, but but Ace did probably one of the most difficult solos that he ever did because like his pattern. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm sorry, I'm a guitar geek, so like I'm no. always listening for this stuff. I want to hear it. But like it, it, his his the way he's doing string skipping as he's going up the scale of the neck, I'm just like. You know, I, I I'm still trying to learn exactly his phrasing to get it right. It's not easy. You know, Ace is a criminally underrated guitar player. I, I think all the guitar players in, in Kiss definitely have their place. They definitely made their contribution, but they're not Ace because he was the original. He set the blueprint going forward for everyone who took after him. And, you know, say what you want. Yeah, he does pentatonic skills. And Ralph, I'm sure you'll agree with me. They 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 can't replicate his feel, you know, yeah. like yeah, that's just no. something no one will ever take away from. Ace, yeah, I agree. Ace fairly wrote songs within songs. His solos are memorable They're You can sing along to him. It's like every guitar player after Ace, you can I don't care who you say. They're all good players, but they never wrote a solo like Shock Me. Like, and you know, another great, great solo on this album is Love Gun. Oh and, yeah, oh yeah, and and it's a real crappy album, but that smashes thrashes hits. They take out the vocals, Love Gun, where you just hear Ace's solo, and it's so much better without the vocals, like kind of burying it a little. It's just smashes thrashes hits has that solo with no vocals on it, and that solo, it's just amazing, just total Ace, you know. Technically not the greatest, but when it came to writing solos, one of the greatest of all time. And nobody in Kiss came close to, to, to writing a memorable solo like Ace did in Screw You, Tears of Fallen, and Bruce Kulick. That's right. I said it. Fuck you. What about Tommy Thayer? Uh, fuck him, too. <laughs> no, I like him. 
I get what Ralph's saying, and I I do disagree slightly because it, as much of a fucking whack bag as Vinnie Vincent is, I would say that solo when I still love you is I would definitely put on the memorable level alongside of Ace. Not better than Ace, but comparable. I will say that that Rio show, Vinny's version of Dr. Love solo was fucking awesome. Dude. I mean, awesome. He didn't do it Vinny, like it. He did it himself, and it's awesome. Vinny Vincent I, is an awesome guitar player. Just When he has shit. a buffer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, needs um, to be, he needs to be leashed. You know, it's funny. Rolling Stone magazine, who hated everything that even hinted at heavy metal hard rock they would they of course hated kiss but the one person that stood out to them they always made it a point of stating the most talented musician in kiss was ace freely but again i guess that was their way of saying the hottest woman in the royal family is but you know it was not <laughs> you know but but at least they said that much uh, Kyle Madden says Stray Cat Blues by the Rolling Stones is worst offender of creepy underage lettery. Really? More than Ringo Stars, you're 16, you're beautiful in your mind. <laughs> I didn't even know that Stone song was about uh, you know, underage girls. That's an awesome song off that live it, album. Yeah, that's a great song. That's actually one of my favorite Rolling Stones. I never knew it was a song about underage girls. Oh, uh, by the yeah. way, uh, Wayne, Colin also responded uh, in regards to the actress from Fast Times. That was Jennifer Jason Lee. Thank you very much. I couldn't remember her name, so thank you. All right. Okay. Well, we well, all remember then... Phoebe Cates from that film. How do I ever? <laughs> never, I never saw that. <laughs> Different kind of whack job for that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Moving right Judge along, Reinhold. Uh, hey, yo. The other <laughs> album, Ramones, Leave Home. Greg, go ahead. My first Ramones album, actually. And this is my original wow. copy that I right, cool. from my dad. But uh, <laughs> I love it. It's still my favorite to this day. I'm sure part of it is nostalgia, but the other part of that is, I mean, the, the original Ramones were such a, a great idea. And I'll also explain to you a little bit here, because I was talking to Manny and Lou about this the, the other day, why I hate the Sex Pistols brand of punk so much as compared to the Ramones. You know, they went back, they had their own attitude, own style of dress. They took that 60s surf rock, that Phillies or 50s rockabilly type of stuff like that, and then threw it up with some sardonic, idiosyncratic, just outright mean, but funny and sarcastic lyrics. Uh, very New York in approach, as much as they mock the city, which I find hilarious to this day. People that think Rockaway Beach is a song about having a good time at Rockaway Beach, totally fucking not. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a great place to go if you want to watch white trash chicks fight over a Coors Light at nine in the morning, but um, people yeah. don't read the lyrics. And Joey had such a way of putting stuff, too. I mean, glad to see you go. It's just so memorable and as insane as the lyrics are one bullet in the cylinder gonna take a chance on her you know get his autograph he's gonna be uh, get the glory like charles manson it's just it's great and you can say what you want about them only having three chords but i only need to hear a couple seconds of every song on the first two records and i can tell you exactly what it is you know they they were great at writing memorable songs even though they were short straight and to the point but 
it's just so upbeat and fun too. I mean, you even get rewarded with a cover of California Sun on the second side, but it's just amazing. I you can't beat their humor and their stage presence and just how they play. And then the other thing that I find really important about this one is it's still got all the snottiness and the brashness of the first album, but this is so much better produced. I mean, it is really in your face, in your ears. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it one big punch. It's more like a succession of rabbit punches that knocks you down and keeps you down there with its greatness. But uh, <laughs> definitely firing on all cylinders here, and it's what makes the Ramones the Ramones, and just a great snapshot snapshot of the East Coast on the seventies. And but the fact that they could take that older style of rock and incorporate it into something new and more aggressive and really groundbreaking they were doing as opposed to a bunch of guys that sound like jackasses that can't play just creating a cacophony of noise i get it it was to piss off the british elite but that's why i like the ramones better than the sex pistols very cool now ralph i didn't notice it was one of your favorite ramones albums yeah, well, it's one of my favorites, too, because um, I discovered the Ramones from uh, the Over the Edge soundtrack, the song Teenage Lobotomy. Jesus Christ. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know the cat was under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, I wanted to give you a lobotomy. That's the, that's the Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper film, correct? No, no, no that's River's market. Edge. You're thinking. Oh, oh, oh. Over the Edge is uh, with uh, Matt Dillon's very first movie. It's okay. an amazing movie. And and by the way, you can watch it on YouTube for free. You yep. know, if you have ad blockers, if you don't, you're going to get commercials. But I highly, I mean, that soundtrack had Van Halen, Cheap Trick, Jimi Hendrix, um, The Cars, uh, and The Ramones. It was just an awesome. I never saw the movie. I saw the soundtrack at a store in 1979, and I said, "Oh, I need to get this." I never, I didn't see that movie till like three years later on HBO, and then was blown away how good it was because it was really of my youth, you know, kids of my youth. You know, you had your your Kiss nerds and you know ACDC fans, all that shit. But it was a great, great movie. It's you know, it's pretty violent at the end. Highly, highly recommended, and. Uh, so Teenage Lobotomy, I became such a fan of it. And then I saw Rock and Roll High School, where they played Teenage Lobotomy in the movie. I had to have everything Ramones had at the time. Now, I'm talking 79. So I either bought this album in 79 or 1980, and I've lived with it all year. I've never missed a Ramones show in South Florida since 1980. And I was underage, and the bouncers put me on the stage to look at the Ramones play and Dee Dee rubbed my head on the way out of the stage. That's a cool story, man. Yeah, that was uh, end of the century. Yeah, I never got to see the original Ramones. That was the first time. And they've been down here a gazillion times since. And I never missed them. I'm a huge, huge fan. I like them more than Kiss. But I will say, really? yeah, I do. But I don't know, man. I think I might have to go with Love Gun in this instance. Though I do love this album. You know, I love... Uh, glad to see you go. The opening track. I mean, I know this shit. My, I don't even have to look up the track listing. It's what is it? Uh, Give me shock treatment. I remember you. Uh, oh, I love her so. Cabana, not uh, glue. 
Susie is a headbanger. Pinhead. Her mother is Pinhead. Commando. Now I want to be a good boy. Swallow my pride. What's your game? I'm gonna uh, kill that girl. Kill that great girl. cover of California Sun. My favorite track off the album, Commando. Hell yeah. You're gonna kill that girl, and she, you should have never opened the door. See, I know this shit. It's in my DNA. <laughs> and there's not a bad song on this album, unlike Love Gun. You know, but exactly. there's something about, I mean, I discovered Kiss first. I was the Kiss nerd in 77, 78 when I heard I Want You. Kiss opened the door for me. And Kiss was never, ever my favorite band, but it was the band that, the gateway band. Now I have to discover everything hard rock, you know, and the Ramones because of the over the edge soundtrack. But this is an amazing album. I love Gimme Shock Treatment. Susie's a headbanger, Pinhead. Come on. Gabba Gabba. Hey, you know what I mean? What can I say? This is a Stone Cold classic. I absolutely love Ramones Leave Home. Can't go wrong. Now, Craig, we're finally doing a uh, punk related show, and I had to have you on the show. And I know you've been itching to bring out that record. <laughs> <laughs> the OG pressing. Um, the Ramones are very special to me. Um, so in the 90s, I was a very, very wee lad. Uh, my dad did love the 90s hard rock, but um, he was a huge fan of like David Bowie, Sweet, Slade, T-Rex, Ramones. And so, and you know, you can probably get guess where this is going. So this is mm-hmm. where I was always very, the Ramones were always in my household and they were always a band that I knew of. And then I I always thought they were a band that only had like three songs until I, <laughs> until I got older in high school. And then I realized how extensive their discography is. And um, this this record, um, well, it's not my favorite. It's my second favorite Ramones record. My first my first is Rocket to Russia by far. Um, but uh, this record is to me, it's 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 a perfect record of melody of toughness it's literally it's snotty it's you know i always say punk rock is american it was created in america the english can I, I love the english stuff but it was we made it first mm-hmm. and uh yeah this, this record just means so much to me and it just never gets old um literally it's a perfect record front to back i think the first four ramones records are flawless and uh yeah and uh really road to ruin too huh love road to ruin i mean i love it but they're kind of dip for me a little bit there anyway keep keep going (laughs) oh no and then it's funny because um nowadays um like i almost gatekeep the ramones because they're they're a t-shirt band and i always yeah yeah yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, you know, everyone knows Blitzkrieg Bops and I want to be sedated. The Rockaway Beach, Rockaway High Schools. I'm like, what about like Commando? My my first band used to cover Commando. And that was, and yeah, like I I said, this is, well, this and, Ro- and Rock to Russia are like neck and neck in my favorite Ramones records. But um, I kind of always go back to those two first. And it's just, uh, I love it. And uh, it's, it's, and dare I say, and I'm going to make a, Bold claim. The Ramones are my favorite American rock and roll band. Cool. What's your favorite song on that on the uh, album? On Leave Home? Uh, probably Commando, <clears throat> followed by uh, um, I Love Her So. And then um, You're Gonna Kill That Girl. So it's probably like a tie between those three. 
Is there one that you don't like or don't uh, that's least liked? Uh, least like it's, it's I mean, if I had to go least liked, it'd probably be I remember you, but because okay. that's like too happy. Yeah. Like the rest of the record is like kind of cynical. Like when you yeah. really like look like listen to the lyrics. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still love that song. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're all they're all good. It's it's hard to pick a song that's not that good on this one, but uh yeah. James. So um obviously heard the Ramones a lot earlier than Kiss and anything like that. Um obviously when I was a kid, you know, got my first time ever watching MTV, it was I Want to Be Sedated. So I was like, oh, who the fuck are these guys? I mean, it was cool, you know, and then freaking obviously went down the rabbit hole in my punk phase of listening to the clash and everything. Still in that um, phase. Huh? I'm still in that phase. So don't You're still in that phase. See, I still <laughs> am too, but it's it it it, it expanded. Um, love this album. Um, it, I always joke, you know, it's a Ramon song because they keep, keep, you know, the guitarist keeps playing the same three chords and it everything. Works. It but works. It works. But every it, song's different, but it's the same chords. It's, but it's amazing. And they're all different, but they're all the same. It's great. Um, but uh, actually, the first part of this album is not my favorite, but at the, uh, like, as soon as you get to, uh, Oh, oh, I love her so. The freaking the the album just hits another gear with. I mean, uh, Susie's a headbanger. Pin, Pinhead's one of my favorite Ramones songs ever. So I love Pinhead. Um, and of course, California Sun. It's always funny now thinking about it is hearing that all the damn time. You know, growing up in Nevada and hearing that fucking song, and it was used in commercials and everything. When it's like the most uncommercial fucking song ever made. It's hilarious. <laughs> It is one of the most freaking. It, it's one of those just most back ass words fucking songs ever that I just love that people just grabbed onto. It's like Born in the USA is the, uh, the other one that just <laughs> no fucking point whatsoever. You should be using it in that in that scenario. Um, Commando, fucking amazing song. You're gonna kill that girl. Great. Uh, you should never open that door. Obviously, uh, just the last the side two of this fucking album is so goddamn good. Um, and it, and, and it, I feel really bad, uh, you know, spoiler alert. I'm, you know, this is this, I'm choosing this one. And, and I feel bad because Kiss's freaking love gun is, is really damn good. It's really good. This is, this is the anti what Greg made, made us deal with the past few months there. When I was trying to, you know, <laughs> choose between a, a, a giant douche and a turd sandwich. These are both really good fucking albums. Um, that was the point and the fact that they both came out in 77. Um, and it just, yeah, this is, was really good. And, and yeah, it's funny. Just like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do this new thing, you know, punk that had just came out, you know, that was still kind of new with the, you know, after MC five and everything. And we're going to do doo-wop with it. <laughs> we're going to do doo-wop. Um, Brenda says over the edge is a great movie. And Colin, uh, his first experience exposure to Ramones was Rock and Roll High School, uh, the video when they moved from Brooklyn to Connecticut in 82 and got MTV and they wore those videos out. I was just going to tell Manny to go and he disappeared. Lou, go ahead. Uh, at least he <laughs> muted this time. Yeah. Um, so this was the first ever Ramones album I ever heard, um, like Greg. Uh, my brother bought the cassette back in uh, 1990, and I just so happened to walk into my brother Tony's room, and all of a sudden from his radio, uh, the first song I hear is Gimme Gimme Shock Treatment, and I was instantly hooked. 
and um i became a ramones fan that second the moment i heard you know those <laughs> chords blaring in a six eighths time you know just loved it and you know as as uh james mentioned then you have to go into the watering hole and then you know you grow up discovering like all the stuff that they released uh before you know a lot of it i loved some of it i liked some of it was eh, like i wasn't too crazy about uh brain drain you know like just to give you that i you know that i'm objective about it like you know, when I heard the song Pet Cemetery, yeah, when I was younger, you know, that song scared me. But now that song depresses me because that movie depresses me. But <laughs> Leave Home, it's uh, it's still to this day my go to uh, Ramones album. Uh, reason why I love it so much, I guess, because as a kid from Queens and knowing that the four of them are from Queens, I felt like, you know, they were the hometown band to root for. And, you know, I mean, I was born in 80. So I didn't experience the punk thing when it was happening. Um, looking back, it's kind of funny because the punk thing, while it was being promoted as anti-establishment, um, it was promoted by the establishment, mm. you know, like it was promoted by the Rolling Stone and and Cream and all that stuff. And, and I really never cared for um, a, a critical opinion of bands I liked. If I liked them, it was because I liked the music. You know, like my favorite British punk band of all time is The Damned. And nobody ever really talks about them because they either talk about the Sex Pistols, who I do like, or The Clash, who I don't like. You know, so, you know, people could tell me you all the start. time. Craig's going to cry. <laughs> I'll let him finish. I have an opinion. But, uh, yeah. Let him finish. Let him cook. I would never take away what those bands mean to other people. It's just for me, the damned was the British punk band that more that meant more to me more than any of them. But above all, the Ramones mean the most to me over all of them because they were just a you know three chord less than two minutes you know punk band who hit you in the face ran away and then by the time the next song comes up they come back and hit you in the face again and then run away and that's what i want out of my loud fast rules rock and roll music and the crazy thing is about this album is that it's non-stop like all the songs you just listen to it and you know you just want more and more. And then when it's over, you can just hit play again. And, you know, it it, it, it gives you like that adrenaline shot that, um, you know, that you want out of your loud rock and roll music. Favorite song, um, you know, because it meant to me as a, it meant a lot to me as a kid. I still have to say it's a gimme, gimme shock treatment. But, you know, that's not taking anything away from Pinhead or Commando. So, you know, I do love this album. And Craig, if I offended you, I apologize. I just, you know, <laughs> I was just not a Clash fan. Dude. I'm sorry. You have a Clash tattoo. It's, it's all good. So they have. I, like... That's okay. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. Well, you know, you know, Clash I, my I was, freaking I was band never, either. I mean, I love Dead Kennedys more than I do the Clash. So I was, I was never into the Clash, and like maybe a year or so ago, this cool dude donated for me to put. Um, London Calling against I don't know what and I absolutely fell in love with London Calling I think that's a brilliant record but it's not really punk rock 
it doesn't really sound punk, but it's awesome. It's such an awesome record. So I went back, and the first one's really cool. I love Give Him Give Him Give Him Rope. Is that Give Rope? Yeah, that, that's actually yeah. my Clash record. That's an awesome album. Yeah. And uh, and that was on. And then you know I, I couldn't get into Sandinista, but Sandinista is too much to. It's everything. Yeah, you got. I got to give it more time because there's too <laughs> much information there. And I didn't like uh, combat rock and whatever, but the first three are awesome. I dig them. And yes, I know it's not popular, and I'm sure it's not popular to you either, Craig, but I'm not a punk rock guy. But I like some punk rock. I love um, The Exploited. Hell yeah. They're awesome. See them Uh, twice. But me not being a punk rock guy, it'll make sense when I tell you what's my favorite punk rock band. And it's one that Greg doesn't like. to me, the Sex Pistols, uh, the never mind the Bullocks, that album is in my top 10 greatest album of all time. And yes, it does sound punk, but it's full of attitude and grease and craziness. And I love, love the Sex Pistols, but Ramones are this much, this close, because I'm a huge fan of the Ramones. And I love Mondo Bizarro, an album that Johnny Ramone even hated, you know? I love that fucking album. But anyway, I'm talking too much. <laughs> three last points i wanted to make though i just no, remember don't. being in cbgb's and feeling like i was on sacred ground when i was in there and just you know like i was i was telling myself i wish i could have seen you know the ramones there i wish i was <laughs> old enough to have seen uh the crow mags there you know it <laughs> yeah i wish i could have seen that i saw a gnostic um, front there at their last matinee but it was that, uh, that's pretty I cool was, i was about to say well, well, well about agnostic like front what do they got yeah, i, I saw agnostic but, front murphy's law sick of it all and uh and also this is gonna sound gross but this is a badge of pride and i don't care i took a shit in the cbgb's bathroom <laughs> so and you, you survived you COVID. Survived. <laughs> yeah, and I survived. So awesome. I had to. I was a very young, young, young kid. Um, <laughs> I was only there once in '96, and it was a cool band playing. that had uh, ex-members of Cycle Sludge from Hell. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the band, but they were really good. But man, CBGBs was so narrow. Yeah, yeah. We're like, God damn, this club is narrow. It's very tiny. Everyone says like thinks it's like this giant. Like no, it's like no, it's a tiny little shit hole. And then the stage is like five feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. It ridiculous. sounded great. It had the yeah. best sound ever. Like, I saw yeah. a napalm death there of all bands. Awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, second thing, I did get to play the Continental though, and that was cool seeing the Ramones picture up there and being like, Wow, I'm playing on the same stage as the Ramones did. That was pretty cool. Third yeah. thing, the only band that drinks iced tea out of a Jack Daniels bottle is the Clash, what? baby. <laughs> well, they're English, so whatever. <laughs> All you Van Halen fans will get that reference. Oh, wait, wait. Is that when David Lee Roth like made fun yes. of Yes. Yeah. 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 But the next year, he, he used Quiet Riot, not the Clash, when it came to Jack Daniels. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Kevin Dubrow used to do that. But if Jack. you look up uh, Van Halen live in Montreal, 1984, somebody actually filmed it. Dave says it during the show. Uh, what a great poet Kevin Dubrow was. I want to kiss your lips, not the ones on your face. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Manny. All right. I want to kiss I, your lips too, Manny. I, well, thank you. I love, uh, <laughs> I love Leave Home. It's a great album. Um, I, I'm with Ralph, though, I, I love the Sex Pistols. I don't think it's manufactured punk. I know that Malcolm, you know, whatever, 
all that crap he talked about them, but they were formed organically. I think Johnny Rodden's lyrics really reflect like what was going on in England with the strikes and the garbage piled up to the sea, you know, up to the sky and all everything that was going on. So I, I'm a huge Sex Pistols fan. That being said, I love the Ramones. I think it's a different kind of punk where the Sex Pistols and the Clash, even later on, uh, like the Dead Kennedys and Black Flag, there was more political and social social conscious kind of lyrics where the Ramones had no real interest in that. You know, the Ramones were, they loved surf music. They love, uh, you know, 50s rock. Um, you know, those guys, um, I don't know. I, I think they're really unique. Also, the lyrics, Commando offers great advice. First rule, the laws of Germany. Second rule, be nice to mommy. Third rule, don't talk to commies. And fourth rule, eat kosher salamis. I mean, that is some <laughs> great advice that people more often should follow. If they did, we'd have a better planet. That being said, this is a great, great album. Also interesting, the guy who produced this was uh, Tommy Elderly, which I believe is Tommy Ramone, right, guys? Is one yes. of them, is that right? Yep. yep. And the other guy is Tony Bon Jovi, who is cousins of John Bon Jovi. We don't but mention Tony Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> well, prior to this, Tony Bon Jovi was known for producing, well, being an engineer for Jimi Hendrix Crash Landing, one of the albums that came out after Hendrix died. But what they did was they took off Billy Cox and uh, Noel Redding and um, Mitch Mitchell's tracks on it and added studio musicians that Jimi Hendrix never met. So the reason I bring that up, because Tony Bon Jovi can go fuck himself, too. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now here, we're committing here, here's, here's that a, here's shit. A New York question for for the New York guys, um, yeah. with with Joey Ramone and, and and all them being fan, so much fans of surf music. Did they go to like Atlantic City and all those, or did they go to the Catskills instead because they're Jewish? Uh, I would think they actually did go to Rockaway Beach. Yes, yeah, that's I'm funny sure enough. Did. I don't want to do a plug, but I am playing Rockaway Beach in two weeks. Um, hopefully, I'll see some milfs drinking Coors Light. But, uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, Greg, if you ever come to Florida, we'll take you to Beer Can Beach, and there's oh, a reason man. we call it that. So. Love it. Love Sounds it. fantastic. I don't doubt it. But the, I love, I love the Ramones. Um, I did. They were just a fun band. I also think, you know, it's kind of funny. I think Ralph mentioned this, but no, it wasn't Ralph. It was Greg. T-shirt band. When people, I saw the Ramones and I saw them in this shit club called, well, I shouldn't say shit, small club called the Cuban Club, which has uh, nothing to shocker. do with Cubans or, <laughs> or <laughs> at all. They just call it that. The club. <laughs> There's yeah. No club there. Yeah, it's just called the Cuban <laughs> Club. Literally, there sure, were, if there yeah, was 100, the if this club. is 1988, if there were 100 people there, I would be shocked. A couple of years after the deaths of the original guys, I suddenly see all these people wearing T-shirts. You start reading articles. You read these articles. You think these guys are playing stadiums. It was not the fact. The other thing, too, is punk rock made a huge uh, commercial impact overseas. In the United States, not so much. Keep in mind, combat rot is, the, I think, went gold. London Calling took forever to go gold. Sex Pistols, never mind, the Bullocks took forever to go gold. And I think Ramones Mania was the only one that went gold during the band's lifetime, if I'm correct. 
um, bands that were considered punk, like Blondie and Talking Heads, who I love, I don't think are punk at all. No offense to those bands, but they weren't punk to me anymore, maybe. But anyway, off the subject, it's hard to talk about particular Ramon songs because they kind of run in together. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, but I love the Ramones. I even like their cover of California Sun. And I also made sure that Phil Spector had nothing to do with that song. So I can mention it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, I know James mentioned the dead Kennedys before. I prefer the dead milkmen. Thank you very much. Ooh, that's a hot Ooh. take right there. Uh, oh, right. man. Oh. No, Be careful with that one. That one's uh, the deep cut. I, that, that's another to, that's the next debate yeah. oh i'll tell you right now dead milkman all the way number one i'm Ooh. from philly number two i can't stand the dead kennedys <laughs> well, they can't stand you either greg hey this is, this is a he question can do for me a greg. favor and quit fucking what? singing while he's at it because he can't the annoying little cunt <laughs> so Rob, this what is you? A, oh no i was gonna ask a question greg and craig do you agree with me that um, U.S. punk wasn't as political as the punk came from the United Kingdom. Have you heard Leftover Crack? Um, <laughs> well, also, well, I'm going to say fuck Leftover Crack. Fuck Stizza. I hate that guy. That's another that's another story for. for I'm in agreement with you on that, but okay, I mean, I'm in uh, agreement with him with you too. fuck them guys. But anyway, go uh, ahead. Um, I mean, well, it's, 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 it's not directly focused on it, but you got bands like Fear. That's yeah. certainly well, good. I would say the even the MC5, which were like proto punk, like they were super, yeah. super political, but they were uh, smart with it. Just a different, just a different animal. Um, I mean, what was going on in the UK? Like you had like the National Front coming in and uh, um, all that stuff, and then over here, obviously, you know, America. Then the Ramones were just, I don't know. It was it was almost like a like a gleaning snotty light at the end of the tunnel that's the way i've always seen it uh, and and they were i mean commenting on shit that was going on i mean carbon carbona not glue is a perfect example they're just doing it in a fucked up snarky way yeah yeah they're, yeah, they're just they're just being snarky about it instead of being well they also it. had um bonzo goes to bits blitzberg which is about ronald reagan and right and and johnny made sure he changed the song title because you, you know their lyrics may not have been super political but johnny and joey hated each other over their oh, yeah. complete opposite yeah they, they were complete opposite political animals i, I mean true. you know he J joey wrote the kkk took my baby away in tribute to johnny johnny yes I know for stealing saying. his girlfriend yeah <laughs> i will yes. say that jay ramon has the funniest well the ramones have the best speech in the rock and roll hall of fame history when jay ramon Thanks, George Bush. Yeah. And then D.D. Ramon thanks himself. You know, it's funny. I saw D.D. Ramon at a place called the Brass Mug in Tampa. I feel like a few weeks Drinking before Brass he died. Monkey. Uh, well, he was, playing a, he was playing like a show. A and it, wasn't, it wasn't he wasn't promoting that D.D. King shit. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? God awful. <laughs> Oh, that, that was great. What are you care. talking about? That was the most. Oh, yeah, you, the best I played that in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I play that if like people are at my house and I want to get rid of them. I like to play this. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't even know if he's promoting anything. I know he wrote a book. Again, well, he's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he died a few weeks later, and he, he I remember him going, oh, "I've had a great time. You guys are great." But he looked older than he actually was. You know. I think he was young. I don't remember how old he was when he died, but I think he was younger than what I am right now. 
you know. But anyway, it was a great show, but it, he just looked, he looked old when he was, shouldn't have looked that old. That's what I remember the most about it, you know. Just, Ralph he, was trying to bring up a point before. I'm sorry. What was it, Ralph? What was that, Ralph? Sorry, Ralph. Uh, no, what, what I was saying was you live in Tampa. Uh-huh. So they had a bigger following down here because every time they played down here, it was either a really big club or a small theater. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm talking, you know, starting with because they were playing some smaller clubs during like end of the century and uh, subterranean jungle. No, no, I'm sorry, not subterranean jungle. Pleasant dreams. Yes, pleasant dreams. They were, but then it just started growing after that, and like even Animal Boy and. and you know, all, you know, hallway to Sandy, all that were in bigger places. And when Dee Dee left and and CJ came in, it got even bigger. It was weird. They, they the Ramones really did have a good, healthy following down here, but in South America, they were playing stadiums. Yeah, this it is was, a fact. It was yeah. total Beatlemania. They have footage of like people just. Jumping all over their van, running down the street, chasing. I mean, I'm talking th- not hundreds, thousands of people are just like, and you see, you know, they're filming from inside the van. One of the scariest things you ever see. Oh, yeah, that was that great documentary. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. End of the century. Highly recommend yeah. that. Yeah. End of the century is a must watch. And uh, it was just brutal how, how famous they were then. And I was ready toward the end, you know, and I saw I saw the Ramones all the way. I mean, their farewell tour was in Lollapalooza in West mm-hmm. Palm Beach on, on a day that was like over 100 degrees. And everybody in the Ramones came out on stage with a leather jacket on mm-hmm. and played with. I was like, you got to be kidding. That was the very last time I got to see the Ramones, man. And it was it was just magic. The Ramones were always magic live. It was just such a one, two, three, four. It was just bashing it out, man. Amazing. Plus, plus they were immortalized by song. Thanks to God himself, Lemmy of Motorhead. Yes. We yes. can't forget yeah. that. Where their the Motorhead version is much better than the Ramones. Version. <laughs> and we know. When, when the Ramones covered it, I was like, oh, cool. And then I heard it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Motorhead version rules, though. That version rules. Well, you, Ralph, you bring up an interesting point. If uh, obviously health issues are starting to take a toll because they all died shortly after they broke up, but I don't know. I don't remember them playing after. I'm sure they played after '88 down here, but I don't remember. That's the only time yeah. I saw them. But you bring up a good point because suddenly you have Lemmy paying tribute to him. That was sincere tribute. He actually liked them. He wasn't jumping on a bandwagon. There was no bandwagon, you know. But I, as toward the end of their career, even though their album sales are cratering, um, they were becoming more popular live acts. So it's kind of interesting if they'd hung on a little bit longer, unfortunately, health issues, they probably would have finally made money, the kind of money they should have been making all along. Like when the Sex Pistols reunited in uh, 97, you know, they were, you know, they were playing huge places. They wouldn't have been able to do that in the 70s. So it. It's kind of interesting, you know, same thing with Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop hung around long enough to see him not just become a cult status, but actually finally make some decent change out of his career. So, yeah, uh, Brenda in the chat, she's talking about uh, Richie Ramon and why he left uh, because Johnny wouldn't uh, cut him money for the T-shirts. 
And uh, yeah, she was, that's part of the documentary. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. what about a little bit of that t-shirt money, man? Crazy. I love that documentary. They really get into the dirt. And then uh, she said the Ramones got more political as time progressed, which, uh, yeah, I do agree with that. I believe that's my girlfriend. Is it? Yeah, Brenda, I think. Uh-huh. Um, Smart woman. Yes, she is. Well, you know, look who she's dating. Of course. There you go. Well, you know, <laughs> Wayne, your, your opinion on the album. Letters. All right. Uh, I started with the Ramones very late, actually, as they were on their way out with Adios Amigos. That was the first album I bought of theirs. And then I, I got the compilation of uh, Mania, Ramones Mania. So, uh, you know, uh, some of these songs are on that. And when I got to this album, those were always the songs that stuck to me because I already knew them. And the other ones were kind of OK. But listening to it for this the show, um, I actually like the whole entire album. There's a couple songs that I you know could do without, but they're actually they're all really good. Uh, glad to see you go. Great opening track. Just wish the opening line didn't sound like Joey says. I take a jizz on her. <laughs> now, now I can't unhear that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Um, and oh, I love her so. Uh, this one is similar to one of my favorite Moan songs. KKK took my baby away and Brick Blitzkrieg Bop, kind of like uh, combined. Pinhead uh, was never one of my favorite Ramon songs because uh, it just repeats itself way too much, but it's a catchy, uh, it's catchy musically. Uh, now I want to be a good boy. Some spots sound like beat on the brat. Swallow my pride. I like this song, but I don't like how they say swallow my pride. I don't like how it's a uh, phrase, swallow my pride. It just sounds weird. Swallow my pride. <laughs> what? What? Is it like he like he breaks swallow and then my pride and, and like he it's breaks just, it in half, right? Yeah, just the way he says it, it's just weird. Like, I, I couldn't tell what he was if I wasn't looking at the like the name of the song, I wouldn't know what it was. Um, what's your game? Much needed change of speed. California Sun I used to love the original when I was younger. Ramones do a great cover it and make it their own. Commando, again, another song I was always familiar with Ramones of Mania. It wasn't one of my favorites, but I do like the song. You're gonna kill that girl, it's probably my favorite song on this album. Um, and the ones that I'm not so crazy about, I remember you, uh, Cabana, not glue, and uh, you should have never opened that door. It's it's okay. It's, I don't think it's a great. Oh, I love that one. It's all right. But I um, love Cabana, not glue. Yeah, whatever Did happened to um, to song titles that like had seven words in them? <laughs> the emo band took it too far. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. The early 2000s uh, MySpace era metalcore emo. Yeah, 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 I blame. We, I blame. We don't, Fall talk, Out we don't Boy. talk about those bands, okay? I blame Fallout Boy. That's who I blame. <laughs> I blame Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I hate right. that band. Um, I hate those fucking bands. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've said this enough. Fuck Panic at the Disco and fuck Fallout Boy. All right, I, I don't agree. think you ever said that at all. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I agree. You fucked. You fucked a lot of people tonight, Manny. <laughs> and his hair Damn still Spanish. looks good. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, all right. So, Greg, what what album are you picking between the Ramones and, and the Kiss album? Oh, Leave Home. Leave Home. I, I, I oh, love sorry. Love Gun, but uh, Leave Home is just a 10 out of 10, man. That's a perfect record. All right, cool. Ralph, I think you said it before. I, I'm but... a kid. I'm, a, I'm, I'm part of that demographic, man. Being my age in 1977, 1978. You couldn't escape Kiss. Mm. Now, my inner soul and my and my intellectual brain tells me <laughs> that the Ramones is the better album. Yeah. But I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> so I got to go with Kiss because I'm a little retarded. <laughs> so I know if I was smarter and had a higher IQ, I'd go with the Ramones. 
but too bad for the Ramones. I'm an idiot. This <laughs> too, bad, too bad Ralph, Ralph has, has a bigger brain down in his pants, which means he doesn't yeah. kiss. Yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. Uh, Craig, I'm going to ask you, but I think I know where this is going. <laughs> so I'll say Rod Stewart. Yeah, Rod Stewart. Uh, <laughs> ironically, that Love Gun is my favorite Kiss record, and Leave Home is my second favorite Ramones record. But hmm. I'm Ramones all day. Ramones are are a desert island band for me. Like this, there's just no yes Ramones. <laughs> cool. Uh, James, Leave Home, and it's not, and it's nothing to to hate on Kiss. It just Leave Home is such a better album. Yeah. I will. I will add. I am more of a Ramones fan than Kiss. Yeah. I like the Ramones way more than Kiss. This is just one of those examples. All right, I got to give this one a kiss, even though I love Leave Home. You know, yeah, that- I don't. I don't, I don't you, think there's. You, I don't think. Are you trying to talk yourself out of it? Yeah, I'm totally trying to talk myself. But I mean, I, I mean, it, it does show like both these albums are so good. But they are diff. They're they're different ways of being good and. You know, I think the reason why I give it to to Ramones is because the lyrics of Kiss are so bad; <laughs> they ruin great songs. <laughs> if, they, if they just if they just put a couple more seconds into their lyrics instead of just "I want to get laid," they would have had something there. Yeah, but remember, James, if Kiss if a Kiss album lyrically doesn't make you cringe once, they haven't done their job. Well, mission successful because they killed the album. Embarrassing. <laughs> All right, Manny, Kiss or uh, Ramones? Man, this is a tough one for me. Um, I went to the I went to the Ramones because I like that album slightly better. But growing up, I probably listened to Love Gun a lot more. But this is you know as I get older, Ramones. But Greg, great job because these two definitely are representation of American rock and roll of. Not any era, just all eras. I think it's great stuff. Uh, actually, me and Greg talked about it. Aerosmith and Alice Cooper, they both have very heavy British influences, Yardbirds particularly, where Kiss and Ramones are total Americana, in my opinion. You know, it's just really good stuff. So great job, but I'm going to say uh, Ramones by slight edge, not by much, slightly. Um. I got to give this one to the Ramones only because it's uh, a, uh, it's my favorite Ramones album. And I love Love Gun and it meant so much to me as a kid. And I still love it now. But, you know, that's like saying, you know, my ex favorite Kiss album against my favorite Ramones album. So I got to choose Ramones on this one. If you had given me this against Rock and Roll Over, I would have picked Rock and Roll Over. That's just to give you an idea of, uh, you know, my objectivity with this. But yeah, I got to give it to the Ramones. Ralph, I'm giving you one more shot. Oh, what do I do now? No, he, he, dude, <laughs> let him have kiss. It's fine. Oh, no, let, let him keep his answer. Well, let him, know, hang, let let him, him keep his answer. Set for himself. I think kiss. it's great he picked kiss. I think <laughs> is it's that awesome. your, is kiss your final answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Ignorance is kiss, am I right? Oh, <laughs> I can do this. Like I said, that was witty. People, like I said, some people say kiss stands for keep it simple, stupid. I think it stands for 
keep it stupid, stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Ramones. Shocker. Ramones. Uh, yeah, that album's a lot better than the Kiss album. I only like half of the Kiss album. So I'm going Ramones. So Ramones wins. I'm surprised. I thought it'd be a little bit more varied than this. I did too. I was really shocked. Not but, enough idiots here. No, there's not. That. Next time I'll get well, some. Greg. Kiss might have had the edge if they didn't put that shit Phil Spector song. Oh my god, anyway. get off that already. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I yes, mean, if I was Russell, ah, well, yeah, stop now. Like I said, if you had given me this and Rock and Roll Over, I would have picked Rock and Roll Over. But this oh, one, gonna, I got to give the slight um, edge to this. Like, uh, as much as I like Rocket to Russia, if I would have picked Rocket to Russia and Love Gun, it would have been Love Gun all the way. And I don't know. That's a great album too, Greg. Right, that could be uh, next time. I don't know about yeah. that one. Oh, that, that's that's the best Ramones record. I'll die on that hill. Rocket <laughs> to Russia is definitely probably I would say the peak of that era, but doesn't have the same feel the first two have. And we, well, Craig and I could do a whole separate episode on that. We we could also do one where I argue with you all about how wrong you are about. The Fucking sex pistols. I am not wrong. I'm actually one hundred percent. I do right like the sex pistols. Sex pistols. But uh, I, I will take the remote. Uh, uh, Greg, right. this is the McLaughlin group, and you are wrong. Okay. Yeah. I just I I don't get what anyone hears that sounds honest about them. Even their fucking letter to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so sounds so fucking contrived, like they sent it into a fucking tiger beat or something to make the teenage girl <laughs> gooey in the paint. Anyway. Well, you and I did speak that we respect John Lydon. Oh, yeah. Public Image LTD is amazing. Just when when the oh, pistols wow. first popped up, I don't think he was that way. And then there's also, I, I just don't think a lot of the songs are well written. Like, I can't stand Anarchy in the UK. It doesn't matter who covers it. it, it, it the melody no, lies no. so Green ah, Jelly does a great job with it. Green Jelly. <laughs> Doesn't it? Well, it was Green Jelly originally, we, wasn't it? Or yeah. was it Green Jello? It was Green, green Jello, yeah. but then Jello oh, sued okay. them to not use it you, anymore. You know who doesn't? You know who doesn't cover that song? Seven, Seven Angel. Angel. <laughs> you can buy <laughs> SevenAngel.bandcamp.com. Now, Craig, you also have a band as well. What oh, band? I I do you some... have so many bands now because uh, I'm. We're like. Competing yeah. with uh, who's got the most bands, but you got more than I do. So go ahead. Can I, can I grab? Uh, hold on. You can grab, right right grab, oh, yeah. grab whatever you want. While, while you're doing that, also buy Ralph's music on Bandcamp, thrasherdie.bandcamp.com, and combat.bandcamp.com. I, both I've never bands. heard combat. I, I, I love it. Know. Bought both EPs. Love them both. What is com- what is the combat album called? Combat. It's, it's and an EP. It's just called Combat. It's, it's just more traditional metal. Right, but cool. you you also released a two song EP where you cover uh Pussy Tight from Pantera, right? No, we I gave it away for free, uh, but we never released it. It was oh, supposed I... to be on a Pantera tribute album. Somebody paid us to record that, and I'll tell you a real funny story. Uh, somebody, sorry, Craig. Uh, hold on, I think I it was com- Combat to do Pussy Tight, but also Thrasher Die to do Primal Concrete Flag. So I go in the studio, I do it. Then a little while later, I heard the end result, and I'm like, that's not me, it's my drummer. And it was my drummer pretending to be me. 
like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, that's not me, bro. Then turn it out later. He's like, yeah, bro, it was me. I was like, why would you do that to me? Wait, that was that was that wasn't Brian, was that? No, no, Alex. Alex okay. Marquez. Alex Marquez. Okay. Yeah. 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 What a guy. <laughs> well, that was i made sure that was never released that primal conquered said no pussy tight go on um reverb nation and you can download it for free i got okay. it the- with a lot of other songs i've done i think i paid two bucks for that on Bandcamp. oh well that's okay <laughs> most important on Bandcamp? i think i saw it yeah somebody else put that up that wasn't me okay definitely wasn't me i gotta look into that but- right alex the greatest reimagined cover song of all time is also by Ralph, and it's called Sammy Hagar Sucks. Yeah. I'm very proud of that opus. <laughs> Technically, that's the that first so Severed much. Angel song. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, Craig, go ahead. Oh, all right. Hey. Uh, you're still here. <laughs> oh yeah my uh my main is called uh, i'm sorry we gotta get going it's getting late now <laughs> shut up wayne <laughs> my main one's called uh the stress um we just come came back from tour we dropped the new ep uh never die um how come how come i was never throwing that cd yeah. oh i'll give you one i thought yeah, okay. i did my bad I'll, I'll uh, give you it's on cassette tape too we're doing a vinyl run uh we're recording the next full length very soon we have a show Rockley and Rockaway Beach in, in a week. And then we're playing in Lindenhurst, Lindenhurst Brewery, free show. Um, then I'm going to be kind of taking a little bit of a break before we do the pulling. And then um, I'm also in a band called, uh, this is our seven inch uh, controlled substance. It's very uh, 80s hardcore. I'd say like negative approach, early agnostic front. Uh, I love the Doc Martin cover. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did that off the Gnostic Front logo. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. So, yeah. And we're we're gonna. We just found a new guitar player. So, you know. Yeah. Just never, never stop and just keep doing, playing angry, music. Very right, cool. cool. Where can where can people go and buy those? Oh, you can uh, Bandcamp, Controlled Substance, Hardcore, and then it's a Stress NYOI. Um, on Bandcamp, then we're on Spotify. We're all all on streaming. And uh, I know there's like only like 10, seven inches left of controlled substance. I think it's on state of mind. Could be wrong. Um, should know better. We've, we've kind of been inactive. And then, um, yeah, you can get our cassette and CD at Day Zero Collective for the stress. All right. Very cool. Go out. I love the that. I love hardcore punk. So, yeah, you'll like his stuff. Hey, yeah, you, guys ever, you guys ever heard the crumb suckers? Of yes. course, oh, yeah. of course. Life That's the you. best, best crossover record ever. Come on, actually, Life of dreams, right? Chuck from the Crumb Suckers is playing in Carnivore AD with Baron of um, Sheer Terror and Joe of Whiplash and Creator. So they're out keeping the music of Carnivore alive. So nice. I, I, another band I love is Carnivore. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you can't eat it or drink or fuck it, you must kill it. That's right. And a, and a, and a big shout out to the and a big shout out to the ice cold killers, friends of mine yeah. and Craig's. Apparently, that's good. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I, I know Joe. I know Joe and uh, the guy from the Clap. Oh, I'm gonna fuck. Uh, he's a guitar player. He's gonna hear this and be mad at me. Yeah. Well, I didn't interview him, so it's okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. I see his. I see. His, I see his fucking face. Right? It's, it's what oh, I man. It's a shame we're live too. Oh, but he's here in the chat. Yeah, shut up, 
Uh, Ralph, what about you? What are we doing tomorrow? We got a show, right? Oh, yeah, man. Very popular. Uh, Wayne very popular, and Manny, yeah. joining me every week. And it's been blowing up, man. People are waiting for our Thursday night Almost Human Live uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to do tomorrow Top Den Dio songs where we can include Sabbath and Rainbow. Who the fuck's going to include Elf? I don't know. Tune in. See if somebody chooses an Elf song. That'll be (laughs) wild. And uh, it's great, dude. And I I thank you, uh, Wayne and and Manny, for being with me every week and making it very enjoyable because everybody seems to be loving this Thursday night live. Man. It's been a lot of lot a lot of people in the live chats too. It's it's a lot of fun watching all the chats and everything and people joining in the show and everything. It's, it's really yeah. So join us tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm bringing Wadzilla with me again. So you oh. know it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. I can't well, wait to join you on no that. Huh? I can't wait to join you one day. I would love to. It's just you know, fatherly duties. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, whenever you, you can, you let join. us know. We'll get you on. But uh, spoiler alert, my number one song, the greatest song of all time, Stargazer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and I guess that's it. Anybody else got anything? No? James, uh, you still I, doing your show? What? what Craig? No, actually, no. We act, uh, so. Oh, sorry. That's not good. Okay. No. Um, uh, so on my co-host, Caleb, uh, we're about to re- restart up because the new season of college football starting here really soon. So no huddle will be coming back um my co-host caleb uh finally got married uh, a couple weeks ago so he's back from his honeymoon so now we can actually talk football again so right. we'll be starting that here next week very cool okay go ahead craig what else you got? Uh, <laughs> i just wanted to say just thank you i know me and you have been talking about doing this for for a minute and uh yeah. this was awesome like it was awesome meeting everyone and uh i would love to come back if you want like your, your resident punk rocker but it seems like everyone else kind of knows like their punk shit well, why would yeah, you want to do that to yourself? You're definitely always welcome on the show. I've tried to have, have you come on here a couple of times, but I'm glad yeah. you finally got on this one. So, yeah, right. we'll definitely well, don't don't disassemble all your uh, your stuff the there. You'll come back on sooner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. remember, the thousand subscriber to Rats Out Review <laughs> will get an autographed copy of this Def Leppard karaoke tribute album that please Wayne get, and I are on. Take it off, oh, I'm going to subscribe right now. <laughs> yeah, how many subscribers do you need to be a thousand? Not many, right? Not yeah, many. We're at 986. More, I think. So. Yeah. 14 13 people. other accounts. Hey guys, 14. Come on, get this off of Lou's poor hands. He's been holding on to um, it for a long time. Just one one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, there's going to be a um, at a venue near me called Mr. Beery's. There's going to be a benefit um, going on. Um, I unfortunately can't be there, but uh, my friend Vanessa Friedlander, Vanessa Ma- Meyer, she's called now. That's her married name. She's doing a um, benefit to raise uh, funds for her friend's cancer treatments. So I'm actually going to contribute um a severed angel cd into like a gift bag and things like that so if anyone has anything that would like to contribute for um a good cause um hit up wayne at openyourlife at aol.com or hit me up at music is live podcast at gmail.com um you know let's let's try to save this person's life you know yeah very cool Fuck right cancer cool. That's right. And not only will you get that free CD of the Def Leppard tribute, you also get a free Seven Angel CD and you also get a free uh, Project Resurrect CD and some stickers. 
because we have if, too much shit to get away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're the one thousandth subscriber. All right. And you can do that by going to Rat Style Review YouTube channel, hit and subscribe. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. OK, this is thank a you. fun one. Thank you. guys. This was a fun one. Yeah, thank you very awesome. much for Greg, uh, Craig for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun having you on here. Hey, you guys. And uh, thank you, Manny, for showing up. And you too, Craig, uh, Greg. Hope everything is yes, well. Yes, Greg. Welcome back, man. We missed you. Yeah. All right. And thank you, Ralph. And thank you. Nah, that's it. Uh, goodbye, everybody. See you uh, in two weeks. No, see you next week. I think you guys are doing a show without me, right? Are you doing Zappa? We are. I don't know. Huh? Are you guys doing a Zappa show? We can. We can. I mean, we don't threaten me with a good time. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Why is he saying shush? What? Smack him again. Oh. Smack him again. <laughs> Goodbye. Good morning. It is. It.